Welcome, my friend. You are exactly where you need to be right now. It is not an accident that our paths have crossed. I'm confident that you're here because you are wanting more out of life. Are you ready to live your life with purpose and intention? Are you wondering how on earth to pull it all together? How exactly do you turn your ordinary days into extraordinary days? Girl, let me show you how to stop facing the day ahead and start faithing it. Join me, Sarah Elizabeth, each episode as I encourage and motivate you to place unwavering faith in the direction Christ will lead you and surrender yourself to His vision for your life. He's custom designed a life for you beyond your wildest dreams, and I want to help you discover all that He has planned for you to experience. Together, let's put God into the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. It's time to faith your day. Welcome back, my beautiful friend, and thank you so much for joining me here today. Look at you go tuning in, ready to receive a message that is going to help you on this journey of life. Intentionality and purpose look so good on you. Let's get this started. I've titled this week's episode of the Faith Your Day devotional podcast, Too Much, Too Soon. I want it all and I want it now and I don't want to break a sweat in the process. Doesn't that seem to be a motto for how far too many people in our world today are living? But just between you and I, isn't that kind of true? Don't we sort of feel like we are entitled and deserving of a great quality of life? And really, we aren't getting any younger. So now would be the perfect time to have it all, right? And if we can do it without having to work too much for it, wouldn't that be a bonus? Trust me, you aren't the only one guilty of feeling that way. If you are listening to this episode on schedule, then you might have noticed that today is the very last day of January 2023. And this means that it has been exactly one month since New Year's Eve. Remember New Year's Eve? that last day of living it up before you were going to make huge and sweeping changes the very next morning. One month exactly since so many of you made those New Year's resolutions. Do you remember those? Tomorrow is February 1st, which is, you guessed it, one month since the morning you were going to wake up and make all those changes that would make everything better. You were going to clear out the Christmas baking and eat better and start working out again and get all those closets organized. And you were going to wake up earlier and start reading your Bible again and go to bed with the house tidy. And you weren't going to be flipping out on your kids and your husband for all the little things. You were going to be more patient and kind and grateful. And wow, now that you think about it, where did the last month go? How could it already be a whole month since then? And if you look around, you might notice maybe for you, things aren't looking very different. Does that sound familiar? Because if it does, I know the feeling. Look, the reality is we live in a microwave society, don't we? We want it all. We want it now. And if it involves too much effort or work, it's likely not going to work out for us in the long run. Here's the thing. 
When you want to change your life, you actually have to change your life, your choices, your actions, and your habits. And the truth is, that isn't a process that you can microwave. It's a process that takes consistency, self-denial, and self-discipline. When it comes to life-changing change, it's more of a crockpot process. It takes time and effort and, well, that turns a lot of people away, hoping that instead they could just find the quick fix and the magic bullet for success. Spoiler alert, the quick fix, the magic bullet, that magic pill is just a cheap imitation that the enemy is hoping you will buy into because he knows it's going to distract you from your destiny. Girl, you are not a cheap imitation. That's not the solution you need. I would recommend to precisely no one that they try to make the changes they want to become the person they are called to be alone. Like to me, that is a horrible option. But for so many people, isn't that what they choose? They get this vision for what they think their life should look like, and they couple that with impatience for why it isn't happening for them right now. And they set out to do all of this by themselves and then wonder a month later or a year later or a decade later why they have either crashed and burned or totally forgotten all about what they wanted in the first place. I say it all the time, and I will repeat it again today for all of you that need to hear it one more time. Doing life without Jesus in his way, in his timing, is a recipe for frustration, overwhelm, limitation, and stress. We are not meant to do this life without Christ in it. He gave us life. He is meant to be part of ours. In the Old Testament, there was a couple that you might remember called Abraham and Sarah, and they were previously known as Abram and Sarai, and they were a faithful couple who were beloved by God. But there was no denying it. They were both getting up there in age. Sarah was very disheartened because up until that point, she had not been able to give Abraham a child. And she was past the age that she would, in the natural, be able to have children. She wanted a child, and she wanted one now. She didn't want to wait. She didn't believe that there was any possible way that she could conceive. She didn't believe that her goal, her vision, her dream of becoming a mother could actually become a reality. So she did what so many of us do. She had no idea what God was about to align in the supernatural, so she decided that she was going to take matters into her own hands. And my dear, that might be you right now, desperately seeking change or a dream without fully trusting that God has already made a way. He's made some powerful promises over your life, but when you get frustrated and impatient, and you try to take matters into your own hands, well, just like Sarah, it never turns out well. So let's check out this chapter 
in Genesis. It's chapter 16, and I'm going to read from the message translation today, and I'm going to read to you verses 1 to 6, okay? So check this out about Sarah. It says, Sarai, Abraham's wife, hadn't yet produced a child. She had an Egyptian maid named Hagar. Sarah said to Abram, God has not seen fit to leave me a child. Sleep with my maid. Maybe I can get a family from her. Abram agreed to do what Sarah had said. So Sarah, Abraham's wife, took her Egyptian maid Hagar and gave her to her husband Abram as a wife. Abram had been living 10 years in Canaan when this took place. He slept with Hagar and she got pregnant. When Hagar learned she was pregnant, she looked down on her mistress. Sarai told Abram, it's all your fault that I'm suffering this abuse. I put my maid in bed with you and the minute she knows she's pregnant, she treats me like I'm nothing. May God decide which of us is right. You decide, said Abram, your maid is your business. Sarai was abusive to Hagar and Hagar ran away. My friend, this is just one example of brokenness in the Bible, especially stories in the Old Testament. But you know what? Just like in your life, if things are broken and just a mess right now, God has a way to fix things up. So this story really reminds us of how broken things can become when we try to do it our way, in our own power and in our own timing. We not only mess things up for us, but we also far too often drag other people into our mess as well. And Sarai realizes that despite thinking that this short-sighted solution was going to solve all of her problems, it actually created more issues and she was worse off than she was before. However, despite her frustration, God appeared to Moses to make a promise to him of what was to come. So let's skip ahead a couple chapters, and I want to read to you now from Genesis chapter 18, verses 11 to 14, again from the message translation. It says, Abraham and Sarah were old by this time, very old. Sarah was far past the age for having babies. Sarah laughed within herself. An old woman like me get pregnant with this old man of a husband? God said to Abram, why did Sarah laugh saying me have a baby, an old woman like me? Is anything too hard for God? I'll be back about this time next year and Sarah will have a baby. Now, in this chapter, we see that God himself appeared to Abraham to make a promise. Sarah still doubted. And sometimes I can't help but wonder, like if God actually appeared to us and told us to hang tight or to follow this leader to whatever, if we would still decide that maybe we could do things quicker and better on our own. Like sometimes it's just that lack of faith, right? Because we don't have God appearing and saying, do this next, right? It's just this intuitive feeling that comes from the Holy Spirit guiding us. So her dream of becoming a mom hadn't happened up until this point. And I mean, quite honestly, she was reluctant to believe that it would happen at all, even though God had promised. She was frustrated by the process because it was taking too long and wasn't producing the results she had envisioned. 
Isn't this us? We set goals. We have dreams in our hearts. We have visions for what our life should look like, but then we also want it all and we want it right now. And if it doesn't happen that way, we are ready to quit or figure that the cheap imitation way will get us there. In other words, we want too much too soon. We expect more results with less effort. And let's be clear, God's way isn't the microwave way. Sarah wanted a baby the microwave way. She was willing to give her husband to another woman to say, hey, you can have a baby for me. That'll solve my problems. That was the microwave way. She set the timer for now. She tried to make it happen quick, but God said, no, girl, we are going to do this the slow cooker way. We are going to do this my way. And he's doing that for you and for me today too. He's put our futures on low and slow, and he's going to simmer things until the perfect time to pour those abundant blessings over us. I don't believe God does this to try to frustrate us or to punish us or torment us. Sometimes we ask that, like, why does he make us wait so much? I don't think it's for any of those reasons. I really don't. I think he's well aware of every single feeling of frustration and discouragement and overwhelm that you feel. Like he knows what you feel before you actually feel it. So we can't believe that he is doing this out of ignorance. I really believe he is making us work for and wait for his blessings because working and waiting is what builds character, the character that is necessary to become the person that he envisioned you to become in the first place. Anyone else having flashbacks of your parents telling you the same thing when you were a kid, that waiting for something and working for something builds character? But working and waiting help to build trust and character and perseverance. It's what teaches us to not give up even when the situation gets difficult. It's what teaches us to not quit even when things are hard. It's what teaches us to not lose faith in God even when what is in front of us looks hopeless. So when you think back to what you wanted for your 2023, remember in New Year's, you probably had this vision of what would be in this next year. I want you to also think ahead to the process that will unfold. Because whatever it is, the results likely aren't going to happen as quickly as you'd like. And they likely will take far more self-discipline, far more consistency, and far more effort than you will want to put in. Trust me though, the results will be worth it. If God has put a stirring in your heart that now is the time to finally feel healthy again, or to get out of debt, or to get serious about your relationship or your mental health or your faith life, or to start that business or to start serving in this way, whatever it is, he has already made the way, the crockpot way, not the express way. Your life is not a microwave dinner, girl. It's more like a soup that is going to taste best after simmering for the right amount of time. The key is to not give up and to not be turned off by the consistent effort that you will have to put in. Do not turn away when patience is required. 
We're going to look again in the book of Genesis, this time chapter 21, verses 1 to 4, and we read that God visited Sarah exactly as he said he would. God did to Sarah what he promised. Sarah became pregnant and gave Abraham a son in his old age. And at the very time God had set, Abraham named him Isaac. You see, God had made a promise to Sarah and Abraham. And even though Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born, and Sarah really wasn't that far behind him in age, God held true to his word. He did it for them, and he will do it for you, my friend. But you can't overlook the part in that verse that said, God did as he promised in the very time he had set, that he had set, not that she had set, that he had set. God has designed you for an incredible life, full of purpose and potential, and he's not done with you yet. That's why you're still here today. And if you are feeling frustrated by the process that it takes to change, then we need to change what you are doing. What if today you decided to partner with God in your goals, to partner with him in your life? Partnering with the Almighty for this process can create those exponential results and the success you are looking for. And I want to read to you one last scripture today. It's from a different book this time. We're going to read from the letter to the Philippians that Paul wrote. And Paul reminds his people in this letter, and he's reminding us today too, that we need to do everything without grumbling. So translation, no complaining, even if it's hard work and even if it takes time and if it's taking more time than you would expect. So let's check out Philippians chapter 2 verses 12 to 15. Paul writes, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Amen to that. God has put everything in you that is needed for the divine life of purpose you are called for. He will, will, and work in you, but you have to have the will to work in the meantime. Do not give up, to not lose heart, and to not lose faith or hope, or to be discouraged and give up before the timing is right. To not become impatient and decide that you are going to take matters into your own hands and do this all on your own. Society is going to tell you that there is a magic pill, a magic cure, a magic solution, and a magic fix-all to your problem. The world wants to sell you some belief that you can have it all and you can have it now. That is a microwave life, my dear. And they're going to tell you that a microwave life is your best option. But God wants to build your character. He wants to make you a stronger, more resilient person so you can become the person he created you to be. 
He wants you to get excited about the effort and the weight because you know that the blessings will only taste sweeter when you are that much hungrier for it. God wants to teach you that too much too soon will only leave you with a bigger headache and mess to clean up. He wants to show you that shortcuts lead to shortfalls and that cheap imitations leave a bad taste in your mouth long term. He's into teaching us about crockpot living. Patience is required for this. Self-discipline is required for this. Forgoing what you want now for what you want most is required. And most importantly, God is required in this process. He's got the plan. He's got the timing. He simply requires your trust in him today and your willingness to stay the course and to put in the work while he works to align the blessings he has promised over your life. My friend, I totally want to pray over this one with you. I feel like this type of topic just hits home with me because your girl here can be impatient. I really can be. I just sometimes think my life is going by. And if I'm not, you know, if the visions of what I think should be happening now aren't, I just feel like this major fear of missing out on something. And I just sometimes have to slow down and trust in the process. So if you need to hear that today, let's pray over that for some patience and for some trust today. Hey God, good morning. Thank you so much for waking us today for another day of life here with you. And Lord, we're just so grateful that you are here and present with us today and bring us all together to hear your word. And today we got to hear so many verses from Genesis. We got to learn about people in our past who have been impatient and trying to do this on our own. And we saw a great example of how messy things can get when we try to handle things in our own way, in our own timing, in our own means. So God, can you please just remind us, put it in our hearts today, stir us to just trust, to slow down, to take a big breath, to not be in such a rush and to not worry so much about how this is all going to work out because we know you've given us what we need for today. You're going to take care of today. You tell us not to worry about tomorrow because you're already there. So remind us of that today, Lord. We ask for your provision and for your protection over everybody listening today, no matter where they're at, no matter what they're going through. Lord, please just let them know that you have made a promise over their life that blessings are in the future and that if they are patient, if they trust in the process, that you are just going to blow their minds beyond what they could have ever thought or dreamed of. We are just so grateful to have you with us on this day, doing life with us. It's exactly what we need. And we love you for that. Thank you so much, Lord. It's in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, my friend, I have a feeling that this episode is going to be a little bit longer than some of the other ones. So I don't want to tie up too much more of your day. I really appreciate you tuning in for the time that we shared here together. I hope it blesses you and I hope that it puts a little pep in your step on this day of life. I'll be right back here next Tuesday. Hope to see you there. I wish you all of God's blessings from my heart to yours. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.